Hi, thanks for joining. Stay tuned. Today we are talking about one of my very favorite shows from the late 70s, Family. I call this episode Family, the perfect blend of intelligent writing, superb acting, and warm fuzzy feelings. I think this is one of the most disrespected and underrated shows from the past 50 years. It had an amazing cast and the scripts were intelligent and well-written, but you hear very little bit about it and it's hard to find in the DVDs. The show ran on ABC from 1976 to 1980, producing 86 episodes. The critically acclaimed show had three well-known producers, Leonard Goldberg, Aaron Spelling, and Mike Nichols. Jay Preston Allen created the series and she wrote every episode. Kate, played by Seda Thompson, and Doug, played by James Broderick, are the Lawrences, an upper-middle-class couple living in Pasadena, California. They have three children, the oldest, Nancy, played by Meredith Baxter Burney, middle and only son, Willie, played by Gary Frank, and Letitia, the youngest, known as Buddy, played by Christy McNichol. Doug is a lawyer hoping to become a judge. He's a warm-hearted person who often finds humor in their family situations. Kate is a practical woman, but can come across as a bit cold. She can be quite passionate, and she loves her family very much, but has trouble showing affection. She always does what she feels is morally right. She has sacrificed her dreams to stay home and raise her family. Later in the show, she does go back to school to major in music. She and Nancy have a very hard relationship, but she and Buddy seem much closer. In the pilot, Nancy was played by Elaine Helville, but Meredith Baxter Burney took over the role once the series began. Cheryl Ladd also auditioned for the part of Nancy. Spelling remembered her and later cast her in Charlie's Angels. Nancy finds her husband, Jeff, played by John Rubenstein, cheating on her in their apartment and moves back to her parents' home, living in their guest house with her son, Timmy. Even though Nancy and Jeff are divorced, they're good friends, and he appears on the show quite often and isn't very involved in Timmy's life. Lawrence has also had a son named Timmy who died when he was very little. Nancy decides to go to law school in the second season and is very successful. Unfortunately, it alienates her mother a little bit more while giving her and her father a lot more in common. Willie is always trying to find himself and can't quite decide who he is. He has a very high IQ but drops out of school. He dreams of being a writer and later works for a photography studio for a bit. Buddy was a teenager. She's a tomboy and well-liked by her friends and family. She had two famous boyfriends during the show's run, TJ played by Willie Ames and Leif Garrett. Buddy is much closer to her mother than Nancy is. Nancy and Buddy have a trying relationship too, although they both want to be closer to each other. Willie and Buddy are extremely close. Everyone in our actual families could find someone in the show to relate to. I noticed myself looking at the show from a different perspective now than I did in my teen years. There were 24 different directors during the series run. Richard Kynan directed almost 25% of the shows. He also directed episodes of many classic shows, including Bewitched, Hogan's Heroes, The Patty Duke Show, The Partridge Family, Room 222, and That Girl. After Family, he would direct a quarter of the Love Boat episodes. James Broderick directed four of the episodes. Not surprising for me was learning that Marshall Herskovitz and Edward Zwick tried their hand at directing. Both of them were listed as producers and writers of the show. They would later go on to help create 30-something, a show we'll learn about later. Both men were also involved with Once and Again and Nashville, among other shows. The storylines were very realistic and handled with delicacy and intelligence. 
Some of the topics the show tackled included breast cancer, infidelity, senility, divorce, adoption, terminal illness, as well as the typical teenage issues faced by most youth. In the last season, the Lawrences adopt Annie Cooper, played by Quinn Cummings, after her parents are killed in a car accident. They were her parents' friends and their choice for guardians if anything happened to them. Rubenstein, who played Jeff, composed the theme music. Apparently, he inherited some musical genes from his father, Arthur Rubenstein, the famous classical musician. He has continued his dual career in both acting and composing since the show ended. A couple other cast members also had famous relatives. Broderick's son is Matthew Broderick, actor, and Baxter Burney's mother was Whitney Blake, who played Missy on Hazel, among other roles. The show was nominated for an Emmy for Outstanding Drama Series in 1977, 1978, and 1980. Thompson, Frank, and McNichol all won Emmys, and Broderick and Baxter Burney were nominated as well. I cannot find a reason for it, but the only of the first two seasons have been released on DVD, and that was in 2006. I have not seen the show in syndication for many years. Plans were made for a 1988 reunion movie. James Broderick had passed away, but the rest of the cast was on board. When the writers went on strike, the project was placed on hold and later dropped from production. I watched a few of the episodes from season one again. The show still holds up well today. Although it closely mirrored the social issues from its era, those topics are still relevant. It may have included some melodrama, but it was never about melodrama. It contained enough humor to offset the tragedy, just like real life does. Doug and Kate had strong moral values, and they passed them on to their children. But they understood life was changing, and they could not be closed-minded. Jay Press and Alan brought insightful writing to every script, but the incredible acting brought the characters to life. Zeta Thompson was not overly affectionate, but calmed her children down and could discuss anything with them. They relied on her guidance and wisdom. She embodied class and elegance. I was surprised to learn that Lear had hired her to play Archie Bunker's blue-collar neighbor, a plumber named Irene Lorenzo for All in the Family. I was not surprised to learn that Betty Garrett replaced her in the role because Seda had too much genuine class and didn't yell loud enough for Lear. James Broderick discussed working with Thompson. He said he was only one of her many fans. Seda is about as close as we get in this country to the British super actresses like Dame Edith Evans and Dame Mae Whitty. I'm sure if Seda lived in England, the Queen would have dubbed her Dame Seda a long time ago. Broderick flawlessly captured the fun nature of Doug Lawrence. Doug loved the disciplining up to his wife most of the time, and it was not as serious as his wife. Doug and Kate were also very affectionate with each other. Baxter Burney was the perfect combination of brains and beauty who wanted to be the wife and mother she saw in her mom, as well as the respected lawyer she saw in her father. Frank portrayed the young adult who couldn't figure out what he wanted from life. He was not a sit-behind-the-desk kind of guy, but needed to be making a living. Willie was more interested in the humanities and finding meaning in life. He always seemed to be in a difficult relationship. Early in his adult years, he fell head over heels in love, only to find out the girl was pregnant before they met, and she left him eventually, but weaved in and out of his life for years. He later met his soulmate, but she had terminal cancer, so even though they married, they only had a short time together. McNichol was believable as a young girl moving into her teens and dealing with all the stress and changes teens go through. She was funny, silly, and lovable, and could be irritating occasionally and whiny, just like teens are. Nicole appeared very mature for her AA age and seemed to have everything under control, but it was a facade. She said she was like a miniature adult. She'd go off to the set every day with a little briefcase. She said, I really think I grew up backwards. 
Dinah Manoff, who guest starred on Family before acting on Empty Nest with McNichol, said Chris was the most adult kid I'd ever met. She didn't even have to study her lines, then hand them to her right before she walked out on the set. Thompson once remembered that the adults used to talk about how amazing it was that Christy didn't appear to feel any of the pressures of growing up as a successful child actress. The cost is enormous, you know, but Christy didn't seem to be paying it. Unfortunately, she paid it with interest a few years after the show ended. When she was a young adult, she began to rebel and made some very poor choices, trying to recapture the childhood that she never got to experience. I don't remember a lot about the role of Annie Cooper. Once Buddy began growing up, Quinn was brought in to continue storylines that kids could relate to. She had just been nominated for an Academy Award for The Goodbye Girl, and she seemed to transition into the show quite easily. Hopefully the rest of the seasons are released on DVD so we can continue to appreciate the remarkable blend of writing, acting, and directing that was featured on this show. Family. That kind of says it all. Joyful, heartbreaking, boring, exciting, loving, conflict, and everything in between.